doing this thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. I've been doing this thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. Time to bring more energy. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves, and this is the Man Up Podcast. Uh, no, you did that at the right time. Okay, great. And uh, as always, I got my boy Wes Dunham, and we are blessed to have my homeboy, my mentor, my guy, Mark Romano. What's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? Glad to be here. Super excited to have you on again. Yes. Had you on, uh, had you on uh, last episode, got you on this episode yes. on Wednesday. Uh it's exciting, man. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. We've got a we've got a lot of stuff to to hit on this one. Um, before we do, I uh, just want to say you look you look really sharp, man. Thank you. We're a little underdressed. I wouldn't change into well, the into the t shirt. This is a big deal for me, you yeah. know. I want to make you, sure you I always look like uh, look like you like you like Dan Pena. Like you always dress to the nines. I, I yeah, like I, I enjoy it. You don't you don't always. It's not that just that you always wear a suit. There's a lot of men that always wear suits. You seem to always wear a nice suit. Thank I you. like them. They are nice. Thank yeah, Thank like you. you seem to like. There's a difference. There's a big difference in the quality of suits. Right. You it know, is, and that's is. the reason why I don't wear suits. For one, it's really hard for me to find a suit that'll fit me. Yes. And then, like with my dimensions. Yeah. And then broad uh, shoulders, narrow waist, a lot. Yeah, of and big arms. My big arms, arms don't fit. Yes. In the, in the You're going to have to go to Endochino and get the custom suits. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but and I don't wear suits enough. Right. To but you should have at least one or two. I've got several. Yeah. I've got. I've got a bunch, and then I've got a bunch of tops. I've got a bunch of coats that don't fit me anymore, and I went and bought a coat that did fit me. But the problem with it is I'm going to have to go get a custom one made because wow. when I went and got the coat that did fit me, it, it looks like I'm wearing almost like my dad's coat, but my arms fit in it. Right. I had to go up in size. I had to go. It's not like it's not that big, but I like a really no, – like what you have, you have like a very fitted – Right. Like it looks like it was made to fit you. It, it looks, was, yeah. It's, and it's it was, own. Yes. It's you, you know. Yeah. I don't like a baggy. You don't. You don't. You know, you work hard for your physique. You should be able to display it right. with something that fits you and, you know, it's not baggy in certain areas so other areas can fit. What yeah. is what yeah. is Indochino? Is that a tailor or is that a name Indochino brand? Indochino is, it's an actual um, co- uh, suit company where you go. Really smart model, actually. What's that? They're models. Really smart. It's really good. Like, yeah. Really? Business model. Yeah. yeah like oh, yeah. Their business model is. Yeah. Yes. I thought I said they had models. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Where you go and you um, you get you get measured. Yeah, Nashville, um, New Orleans, and then um, once they have all your measurements, you can order everything on online. Yeah. Really smart. Yeah. It really sure is. smart because yeah. that's the issue with people that live places like this. Right. When you live here, and w- one thing that I will say about me though is my body is always changing changing yes i'm always I'm, I'm, i keep having these like it's like when i was fighting like i had when i was fighting i had clothes for when i was fighting absolutely and i had clothes for when i wasn't fighting right because i couldn't fit into my fighting clothes if i wasn't fighting because what's I was your getting, fluctuation right now i've been holding pretty steady i'm about i'm gonna be honest i'm about 250 at the moment and where do you where will you be at in your lena say this summer um this summer yeah. 230, 225. Okay, probably. so then you're gonna be you're gonna be 25 pound. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll be about 25, 30 pounds lighter probably. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna be. I don't know that I want to put in the discipline to get down <laughs> to like 215, 210, where I would be shredded, uh-huh. like where I'd really be lean. I think um, as long as I can maintain my muscle mass. Right, 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 right. Um, that's gonna take a level of discipline that I don't know that I'm. 
I just don't think that I'm going to take on at this point. Okay. You know, like yeah. I, I just, small kids at the house, got my, my wife and there's, there's always, I was telling him, yeah. I've really had to like come to accept like, mm -hmm. don't keep being a little bitch when you <laughs> go home at night. What does that mean? I eat so good. I don't think that's a bad two. I think you look a healthy two fifty though. I don't think yeah, that's man. bad. Not even a full. I don't. I don't think that's a bad look. But it's it's too it's too much body fat. When I've got my well, if I take my shirt off, it's too much body fat. I'm I'm not lean like I need to be. I've got a gut. Like I've got to like I've got to be conscious. I don't I don't ever want to be so heavy that I have to be conscious if I'm sucking my belly in or not. Right. If I have to consciously suck my belly in, that means I'm not lean enough. If I okay. have to like if I if I'm relaxing and my belly pokes out. I feel like that's my that's my limit, like because mm -hmm. I can I can maintain abs uh, at a pretty heavy weight. Right, right. I can. That's be what I was just going to say. Abs. And you had your shirt off when you come in from the gym a while ago. You still had definition and tone. Yeah, in your abs. because I just have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. Sure, it's just a lot of muscle mass, so right. show through a lot of fat. More muscle mass you put on, mm -hmm. more fat you can have, and the muscle mass still show through. You know, right. Mm -hmm. But right. it just it it's not. I don't feel good about myself when i right. get this heavy sure when i get this heavy i start feeling a little sluggish i start i start feeling a little heavier breathing sometimes gets a little a little harder even mm. like i can feel a little small difference when i get up to like over 260 breathing gets very difficult yeah man mm. yeah yeah and, and so i'll never get that heavy again if i can nah, and there's no need for it's in my if it's in all if it remains in my power right god willing yes I will never. Talking about just like getting winded, you feel like winded easier, or like I'll like be dry. It's like my belly is pushing the air out of uh, my, okay. my lungs. Mm -hmm. Like my body fat is pushing the air out of my lungs. Like I, I'll be when I sit down and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll go be driving, and I can feel like it's like mm -hmm. I can't get a deep breath almost because my the amount of body fat I have is too much. Yeah, right. And so it makes breathing difficult. Yeah, yeah. Push pressure on the organs and everything. Yeah, it's not fun and it's not healthy. No, no, no. You know what, Jake? If I ever get to 200 again, you have my full permission to kick the shit out of me. I, I just don't think it'll help. Every time I've done that for somebody, they, yeah. it just never makes a difference. <laughs> then they just get mad because you kick their ass. Right. <laughs> you just got to not let it, let it happen. What'd you say? So then they just get mad because you kick their ass. Right. They're usually just mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know, you. everybody's got their struggles, I think. I, I, absolutely. In their, especially in their fitness absolutely. game, too. Yes. There's you no know? doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, well, no doubt. Most guys. Would love to be able to put on muscle as easy as I can, mm -hmm. but they can lose fat easy, you know. Right. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I see guys in the gym that, like, they'll they might be lifting heavier than me. Mm -hmm. It's like they're working harder than me, but I'm still way bigger than them. Right. Just genetics. Like I'm yeah. just like I don't even have you to put, put in as much work as you do. Right. You know, and not that I don't work hard. I I know that because I do. Yeah. But I mean, I have to work. I have to. Mm -hmm. I'm working to stay thin. I'm working to not be fat. Right. I'm not working to get big. Even, but the thing is, lifting, other than jiu-jitsu, I'm not striking right now. Um, and so other than jiu-jitsu, the only other thing I really like doing is lifting. Yeah. Like where I'm, I'm having fun, I'm enjoying the workout. Like sure. I don't like doing CrossFit. I don't like running, you know. So, so you don't run? No. no. Not since my last knee surgery. I haven't ran. Yeah, it makes sense. I, well, a little. A little. A little. I tried. I ran a little bit getting ready for that last boxing match. Mm -hmm. and You did really good at that boxing match. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I also have a neck injury. That's why I'm not striking right now. Yeah. I talked about it on the last episode. Uh, I think it might have been why we mm -hmm. were talking about chiropractic. Mm -hmm. But I have a neck injury that every time I get hit, um, my arm goes numb. And yeah. um, 
I'm just in terrible pain. And sometimes it'll do it where I, I can't even look side to side. Yeah. And so just a punch that just, it can, it, a lot of times it's not the hard direct punches either. It's just the punches if it makes my head shift or not. Yeah. A shifting backward motion in my head right there or, um, or a yank downward. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Are, are you, are you seeing your chiropractor pretty regular? Not anymore. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I know I'm going to, I'm going to hear He's from you good on man. this one. <laughs> well, you already know. You already know. I haven't been, I haven't been recently. I haven't been recently. I'm a little, uh, I missed my last appointment. Yeah. And I'm a little embarrassed to go back after missing an appointment. Why? Why are you embarrassed? Uh, I don't know. Just, you know, you like no show an appointment. Don't call and don't let them know you're not coming. Uh, I, I just forgot. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sure you go in there. You just let them know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, we want people to be comfortable and stuff happens. We get that. Yeah. I just, uh, I feel, I feel kind of, I feel kind of bad. About, I felt kind of bad about that. And then just, just taking the action and booking the appointment. It. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's yeah. a lot of it. It is. It is. That's a lot of with, it. With action, habits, yeah. So yeah. T- so t- tonight's topic. Tonight's topic. Oh, yeah. We need to jump into that. Yes, topic, we don't we? One of the things that fascinates me is, and you brought this up, guys trying to date women from the approach of the friend zone. Friend zone guys, yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion of that? So much to unpack here. Yeah. Um... We'll just start with the fact that it's a terrible idea. Yes. It very rarely works, and when it does work, it doesn't work in the way that you want it to work. I'm not saying that it's never worked. Here's what I am saying. What I find with those relationships, A, it is the least effective method and the most time-consuming method of finding a mate, finding someone to, to be with. Right. It is. We're just going to look at it logically. It is super time inefficient and low conversion rates. Okay. So you're looking at, let's look at it like it's a sale, right? If you were to just look at it like it's a sale, if I'm running a business or I'm a salesperson, I have two different ways of doing it. I have a lot of different ways of doing things, but one is low converting and super time consuming. That is without a doubt. If it's the lowest converting and the most time-consuming way, it is without a doubt the worst way. Right. That's the worst way. If we're looking at it objectively from a, okay, of things that can get you a significant other and we're ranking them, Mm -hmm. that's probably the bottom of the list. Right. Can we agree? Absolutely. Put yourself in the friend zone or if you're in it and you don't know you're in the friend zone. Well, uh, the the dude puts himself in that friend zone. Yeah, he tries to approach women by being their friend first. Right. Dudes like you, and it's romanticized in Hollywood. And I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing has been more of a detriment to young people than movies and media Mm. in terms of the way that they view the opposite sex. Correct. Women grew up watching Disney Channel, Disney movies, Mm -hmm. where at the end of the movie – this tall, attractive, rich, royal man is going to fall head over heels in love with you and be 100% monogamous to you and, and love you to pieces in spite of all your flaws for the rest of your life. Men, on the other hand, watch these movies like, like you know, romantic comedies or whatever, and 
what makes it a movie is the dramatic expression of love at the end. The, the I've loved you ever, like we're, we've been best friends for 10 years, but I've loved you since day one. Mm -hmm. And I've chased you down at the airport and professed my love to you. Don't get on the plane. And she doesn't get on the plane and everybody claps. Yeah. And that's not how that goes in no. real life. No, 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 no. That's Definitely. not how that goes. I've seen it play out a million times. Which, what what do y'all, Wes? Let's well, see, I, I want to get it outside because me and Mark, we're <laughs> gonna be we're gonna be tit for tat on this mm -hmm. one. So that's why I want a third person. What's well, I kind of agree because Hollywood Hollywood portrays that as a uh, two hour flick where you think that's gonna happen, but that's a, a time consuming uh, task if you're in the friend zone. You're looking at months to years. And it but Hollywood's gonna make it portray it as never right. It's not even like it's. So if you watch a movie, you're like, oh, this can happen instantly. But no, it's not. It's not, not going to happen at all. Yeah, right. Like, it's it's going to happen exactly the way the movie played it out, just with a different ending. What yeah. happens, and I've seen this happen, what happens is these guys get in the friend zone with these with these these girls and be their shoulder to cry on for the guys the girl really wants. Most of the time, okay, it he will eventually have his profession of love he will eventually come forward and say he has feelings for her, but he does it in the worst way possible which is a profession of love this i've had feelings for you for a long time which is the absolute worst way the only time you should do big romantic gestures is to like your wife yes your wife may mm -hmm. enjoy an occasional big romantic gesture that's the key word okay but you you're Girl that you're not dating, never, never, ever wants nope. a big romantic gesture. Nope. Unless she's extremely low value. Well, those guys are throwing artillery barrages of romantic gestures. I mean, usually not. Who Who is? What do you mean? You don't think in those movies, like, they're always trying to outdo the, the romantic gesture from the previous one? Thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're just always, it's, um. Right, but you, but you, but you got to remember, you're changing people. Mm -hmm. It's a new, it's another person. So, like. Like that one guy in that movie, like he didn't mm. do it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, like yeah. so, so. But yeah, it's it's those. That's the two ideas of romance and love that we kind of idolize in our country. That's our idea of a romantic movie. A romantic movie is either a princess and a prince, or or a girl and a who a, a valiant prince comes and pulls her up from the slums. That's what we really like: is a woman who marries up. Big. Yes. That's absolutely. what that's that's what a princess movie most usually is. And Aladdin was the opposite of that, but but typically right. your Disney movies are a woman marrying up big, a woman like uh, Cinderella fulfilling her hypergamic strategy. Yeah. Correct. Right? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of them. And then the other is more is the big romantic gesture, which doesn't mm -hmm. work at all. I actually right. got an argument on Facebook and I felt like you about hypergamy. There was somebody saying that they didn't that hypergamy wasn't real. They were um, they were wrong, but uh, right, right. they they didn't believe that they believe they believe that hypergamy was only a social construct and not a evolutionary construct. Interesting, yes, yeah, very. And that, interesting. that does tend to be the opinion of a lot of people in academia is they believe that hypergamy is only a social construct. But the problem is, is we've been hypergamous this whole time, and of you course. can't do something for this whole time and then it change. Because social standards for the first time in, uh, I don't know, however many million years or whatever that humans have existed, social standards have suddenly meant that now women can go out in the world on their own. Well, you know? you, I mean, and you bring up, when you look at academia and when you look at the society that we live in, there are three beliefs that right now 
are um, pretty false. And one is, and I say false, but I'm using that generally speaking, that um, one is blank slate. That when we are born, we are a blank slate equalism, that boys and girls are the same, and they're a total blank slate. There's nothing that genetics contributes to anything. That, and then the second is social. Ridiculous thing, it's totally ridiculous. Yeah. The second thing is social constructivism, that everything about a person is 100% based on the environment that they were raised in. And the third thing that we live in is emotionalism. You know, this goes back to something we've discussed before, that we live in a gynocentric society where it's not necessarily run by women, but it's dominated by that the highest standard any human can be is to be more like a woman. And that is based heavily um, on emotionalism. And that's how our society is now being run with what we call feels before reals. It's more important to be um, emotionally acceptable than logical or reasonable. So when we're looking at, when we're looking at uh, men going into the friend zone, we have to understand that men and women are biologically and psychologically different. That when women and men communicate, men communicate overtly and women com uh, communicate covertly. What does that mean? Men are going to say, look, I want to take a drink of water. Where a woman may say, are you thirsty right now? And, and that's the difference in communication in general. And you mentioned before, Jake, that women are better communicators and they also have uh, more awareness of nuances and nonverbal cues. And that would be 100% accurate based on evolutionary psychology um, data. So when a man is interested in a woman, he has the overt way and the covert way of going about that. And an overt way is very respected. That the man's going to, like, look, uh, we, we need to go on a date. Let's go on a date. I'd love to take you out somewhere and have a great time. And women have the opportunity to say yes or no. And then if, um, now what happens is this. If the woman's not quite interested or she doesn't really have, because attraction is not something, it's either it's there or it's not. And if the woman says, uh, yeah, we can go out as friends, now the guy has the choice. Do I want to accept that as friends and platonic and all that kind of stuff? Um, or do I say, no, you know what? I got plenty of friends. I am interested in you romantically. That's either going to get her excited or not. Right. And that can be like the deal breaker right there. So the guys who go, um, that's overt communication. Covert communication is where the guy tries to sneak in through what we call an end around of her hypergamic filter. A woman's hypergamy, she, in order for her to submit and be truly happy and be a ride or die, she has to look at the man that she's with as being higher value than she is on the SMV scale. This is hypergamy never seeks its own level. Hypergamy doesn't seek its own level in finances or looks or any of these things. A woman expects the guy to make more money than her, um, be higher on the sexual market scale than her, and this allows her to submit, to be the ride or die, buy into his purpose, and buy into his frame. So her hypergamic filter is always filtering out, is this guy, is this guy all these qualities? Is he alpha enough? Does, does he have the physical qualities I'm attracted to? Does he understand the game? Does he, is he this, you know, is he a guy that I would desire? So... Her hypergamic filter is constantly working toward this and filtering out yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. That's why now we have the hypergamic filter literally on, 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 on Tinder and Bumble, which is uh, apps predominantly run by women. Swipe right, swipe left. I don't know which way means 
what? I don't know, I've never been on either. Right. So, 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 you know, as far as swiping, I don't know which way, but now their hypergamic filter is just 100% based on looks and maybe one catchphrase and boom, 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 swiping either way based on, is this guy good looking enough for me? Does he have enough social status? And, and believe it or not, 95% of men on dating apps are not. So, so what's the move though? Let's say you're a guy back on friend zoning. Yes. Let's bring us back to this. But now okay. I was going back to okay, that. Go, yes. go, go, go. So go. what happens is you get a guys who do end around. They try to get her around this hypergamic filter by coming in to the friend zone and being that emotional tampon where she cries on his shoulder and complains about all these alpha guys that she can't get to commit to her and she can't lock down. And he's over there thinking, I'll console her. And then she'll realize, you've been here all along. Look at this right under my nose. But what happens, it, it does not work that way. There's a fish and there's a fish called a, a cuttlefish, a cuttlefish. And this cuttlefish, these little tiny fishes, um, you have when the women get in heat or in estrus, the female fish, the, these big massive schools, you have the alpha cuttlefish that the women want to mate with, obviously, and breed with. But then you have the fish who realize they're not going to be able to be as strong as those alphas, and they, they're, they're the beta fish, of course. So what they do is they sneak into the school of women acting like they're female fish, and then they mate through the inside, and this is very similar to what friend zoning is trying to do. Wow. And, and women get very mad at this because when they put you in that friend zone, you, you know, and then they find out that you've had these feelings all along, that is a man behaving in a covert feminine way, which really makes her mad, puts her on the spot, and like, no, I didn't look at you that way, and why she's mad is you didn't present yourself that way. She can't say this, but how she feels is you try to make an end around of my hypergamic filter, and you're sneaky. And, yeah. th and there's a name for the game. It's called a sneaky fucker game. And that's an evolutionary psychology term, by the way. <laughs> really? Yes, Godside, yeah. wow. who's an amazing evolutionary psychologist and has been on Joe Rogan's show a lot. He's the one who is coined to say when Joe Rogan said, wow, this is amazing stuff. You're going you're gonna to hurt a lot of people's feelings with this knowledge. Yeah. And he says, fuck your feelings. My obligation is to objective truth. Yeah. That's where that came from. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that about the fish. Yes. That's crazy. I, I, I tell you, and, and the thing is, is sometimes it does work. But here's the problem with when it does. She still ain't really yours. Then did, did, did you know? it work? Then did it work? Right. So like, or she is, but she's very conflicted. It's all about how developed her prefrontal cortex is, how moral she is, because very likely she's going to be more sexually attracted to other men. And that's what ends up happening. You end up, you end up in a very, um, you end up in a lot of sexless marriages that way. You end up with a lot of women who, you know, they stay, they stay with him like, Oh, well, you know, this is the right thing to do. He's always been there for me. And they'll, you, but know, you know, why that happens because they get too old and they, they hit the epiphany phase. Yeah. When a woman turns 29 to 30 years old, she, she, she realizes she cannot compete with her younger self for the alphas. And, and now keep in mind, there is a few things going on here. There is so much timing because you're correct in saying this. That's where what we call this the beta in waiting. This is the Ross and Rachel scenario from uh, Friends where she's like, Ross, you're the perfect guy for me when Rachel says this, but it's just not the right time. If we're both single at 30... Um, um, we'll, we'll make this happen. 
and people thought it was funny, ha ha ha. But really, it's a horror story yeah. because she's for like, Ross. yes, mm-hmm. for Ross, for men, yeah. for beta men. Yeah, but nobody makes you do it. Like, you're like you know what I mean. You don't have no, to do. You don't have to agree to that. You certainly don't. But we're conditioned that that's how it goes. Yeah. You know, when you get Sheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook, telling women to go out, have your fun in your twenties, date the bad boys, date all the alphas, and then settle down with that beta guy in your thirties, and you will learn to to love him, and it'll be great. We are conditioning women that this is how it's supposed to be. We're talking about, when you talk about morals and promiscuity, I mean, w- should women know that the more people you sleep with, the less likely you are to pair bond? And that if you literally sleep with um, over 10 men and then you have the release of oxytocin, that your oxytocin receptors are getting burnt out and therefore it's going to be very hard to pair bond with one man. And should we tell women that high-value men in their 30s who've worked hard to be where they're at are going to be repulsed by you having a high notch count? Mm -hmm. I think women should know this. Mm -hmm. You see, I think it's very important to know this. Do you think that people, as society is moving forward, do you think people are becoming less and less... Grossed out by that high notch count, though. Like you're seeing women get less flack and and shame for high notch count. So do you think that there are men who are high level, high value, but don't care because their environment has taught them not to care? I think it's going to depend on what you call high value, and that's a subjective term, just like alpha is as sure. well. Um, but I think men have an innate and an, an innate um, repulsion to a woman with a high notch count because we will always be concerned about our paternity. It's hardwired into our genetics. So I think that we it can be conditioned that we don't pay as much attention to it. But let's face it, when a man gives up his mating strategy to be with one woman, he, it, it, it is a natural evolved mechanism that he will be jealous and mate guard her. That's a good thing. Yeah. And when that happens and and he is that much emotionally attached, it will always bother him if she has a high notch count. Absolutely. Yes. That there I, is, I agree with you. Yes. But the question the, the argument that the opposition would come with here is how how do we know for sure and how can we study or prove that it is a genetic hardwired thing that we are or is it society that has taught us? that a high notch count is something to not be desired. Personally, I don't find a high notch count attractive at all. Like I, I, but I can also see where society may have influenced that decision a little bit. There's so no do, question. Yes. Do you think that, do you think that as society moves away from that more into equality and three or four generations down the road, we may over end up overriding that, you know, hardwired genetic, it's, it's very I think possible. That's what they're trying to do. And there is no question that's what they're trying to do. It's still not going to take away that women will have a hard time pair bonding when she's with this amount of men. Um, and keep in mind, you have this jealousy factor. This is a protective mechanism. This is not um, a bug in the system. Okay, this is a feature. We need this. And we not only need this for men to take care of their wives, but fathers to take care of their daughters and brothers to take care of their sisters. It used to be that. Um, you had the woman's hypergamic strategy, but then you had the kin altruism that if she was going to go and do something like go off with that sexy alpha on a weekend in Vegas, the dad or the brother would say, no, you're not going with that guy. You're not doing that. But we do not do that anymore because it's, it's because no, we're not, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed And now you have women being taken advantage, like the tender swindler. Do you remember that? 
No. Okay. There was this guy on Tinder had super solid game, and what he was doing, he was going to women who were somewhat post-wall, you know, in their 30s, and he was getting them to, you know, he, he came across as this huge player. Airplanes, nice suits, handsome, and... He would get Did women. Did he have all that, or he was saying he had all? No, that? he was that. He oh. was all that. But women, he would get women to take out loans to give to him to borrow for his next big investment, and then he would take that money, get the car, get the airplane, move on to the next woman with all of these tools, and he kept doing that. And these women were taking out these loans and loans, and they didn't have any man in their life to say this something is off. Yeah. He is asking you to take on women were taking out four or five hundred thousand dollar loans. Wow. Yes, tender swindle. I believe it's on Netflix. Wow. So because right. uh, men and women were supposed to protect each other, we're supposed to guard each other from this type of crap. But men, we're taught that oh, jealousy means you're insecure. No, jealousy means that you love this person that you're going to protect them because you a want to make sure of your paternity or b want to make sure that you keep your sister or daughter pure. And protected. Well, I, I will say, um, it may it may be insecurity, but it, like I think the level of jealousy displayed to depending on the action has a direct correlation to your belief of the person to actually be able to steal your your girl. Um, I, I'm not saying that I'm like I'm not a super jealous guy. I'm protective. Yeah. But at the same time, you also do see these guys who. She walks in the bar and mm -hmm. says hi to a guy that she went to high school with, and all of a sudden, now there's a fight. You know, yeah. Which, which that comes from. You believe you probably got one of these girls with a high body count, and you don't think that she's really yours. Is what I I attribute that to, because that's honestly a lot of times it's either a guy who's been in a, a relationship where he's been cheated on, and he has some trauma that he's bringing over to an another relationship, or the girl was a whore. Uh, before they got together or has cheated on him during and they got back together. And then that is what has, is triggering the... So I agree with you. Yeah. But that's the... So I do think that there is something to be said for jealousy based in insecurity. It can be in yourself. It can be in the relationship. Like, Because if you don't believe you're a high-value enough man that a girl would want to stay with you when a, when you perceive another man to come in, yeah. you're going to think he's higher value than you, so he's, she, he's going to take her. So I'm going to immediately jump you know, into action okay. the less confident I am in myself. Yeah, but, but at some point, I mean, at what point is it your standards? That, look, you know, this guy comes in, I mean, you know. So for me, yes. I, I, have a, I have a standard. I have of course. A, Let's like hear it. My, my, my rule is um, I don't say anything until she has rejected him once. After she's rejected him, if he continues, now I'll interject. But I give her the opportunity to say no first. If she doesn't, then I'll just leave. I would just leave. Um, even with my wife today. If a man comes up to my wife and is like, hey, can I buy you a drink? If she's not immediately, no, I'm married, no, it's, and it's, she always has, if he were to continue, oh, come on, baby. It's like, look, bro, she said she was married. Hey, yeah. It's time to walk away. Yeah, right, right, you know? right, right. But, like, I'm not going to interject myself before that. I, I, I will I will a lot of times let her say no, thank you, not, not let it, you know, make it a thing. But what unless, if she didn't say no? Then I would leave her immediately i would never look back perfect
That's perfect. Absolutely. If my yeah, if my if my wife mm-hmm. if my wife uh, started to entertain another man with me there, mm-hmm. especially uh huh, that relationship is immediately. What does she, enter, she entertain the man at all? What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean at all? At all. I mean, where's the point? Where's the cutoff point? Uh, pretty much at all for me. So, no texting other men. No. No talking to other men. I mean, I mean, depending on the, if there's context, right? But, context. Yeah. But like, yeah, my wife doesn't have male friends. Now this this is a great point. So now we're talking about friends. Can men and women be friends? No. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. I, I, it, as long as it's contextual. Okay. I'm okay. Listening. So I can have girls that I work with that are my friends, but we're not hanging out on the weekends. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not texting all the time. Like, like, and, and absolutely. Yeah. And, absolutely. And, and I've, and, and as a, as a guy too, and, and I've, and I've made that yeah. mistake of trying to have female friend, uh, fe- mm-hmm. female friends before. And, and it's a mistake. It's, it's not good. It's not, it's not good for the relationship. Right. It's not good for you. And, and, but I think it's even, I've got a girl that works for me now. And uh, she was in a relationship, and he's laughing because she thinks I'm Nostradamus. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We she just went through a, a horrible breakup with her with her boyfriend, where um you know not going to go into her business, but horrible breakup. Yeah. And she's telling me she's been telling me since she's been working for me about all these male friends that like oh they're like my sons and yeah. this and that. And I'm like yeah, uh, that's not true. And I'm I was just like that guy's absolutely got feelings for you. And he will probably display them soon now that you're single. Oh, they started coming out of the woodwork. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. One right after the other. Yeah. And she's just like, she came in the other day. What day was it that she said this, Mo? She came in the other day. And probably it was like Monday or Tuesday, honestly. Yeah, it had to be Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. She came in Tuesday, and she said, I am disgusted <laughs> at how right you are. Yeah. You're always right. And I'm like, I'm never wrong. Because you're sitting here telling me you got this guy who you're friends with, but you both have a significant other, or you have a significant other, and you like text all the time, you talk all the time, you're best friends, you like each other, like whatever, and you're telling me nobody's, and y'all don't, and it's not like y'all are friends with the other person's significant other, or if you are, it's through them. And she's like, and all these, all of my male friends, all of their girlfriends have a problem with me and i'm like yeah, yeah absolutely they should absolutely mm-hmm. and, and she's i think just now yeah. she just now made that made that same she was like yeah. wow they probably should like, like the other night like well right. everything you're saying i'm like absolutely they should have a problem with you yes it's not a good relationship it's not but now and this is make outing and this should be the way it is now and this is where i've changed a little bit i think if 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 the man and the woman single I believe they can be friends. And I believe that there is okay. a game, there's a game approach that can be utilized for men and women being friends. In other words, if you are single and you have these single girlfriends yeah. that you, they're hot, but you know they're such great at networking that you would never endanger that relationship well, and always, they're constantly introducing you to other girls. They always fall in love with me. though. Well, dude... Can you blame them? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's happened. probably true. That's not, like, yes, it has, it's been an issue before. When I was single, because you always you always have. So guys, if you're at home and you're single, let me just we're gonna put you in the game here a little bit. You should always have that girl. You should always have a couple of those girls. Yes, you should have a couple. I called them party girls, right? Or woo girls. Yes, or 
you you want to have a few girls around that because if it's you and your buddies, you and a bunch of dudes hanging out together all the time, and it's just a bunch of dudes. Number one, if you go out and try to hit on a girl or talk to a girl, you're gonna look really intimidating. Yeah, your chances of success in a large group of men goes way down. Right, you're better off by yourself. You're better off alone yes. than in a large group of men. Correct. But a group of women is ideal. Totally. If you can be in public with a group of a lot of women who yes. seem to be enjoying your company and like being around you, your value in that room goes through the roof. That's two reasons. What are they? Um, pre-selection by women. Oh, I don't know what the other one would, would be. Um, Social proof. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, and, I consider that's. I kind of consider that the same. They thing. overlap, but they are different. You can have social proof without pre-selection. Yeah, you are in here, and you have this great gym. You, you know, but you can't have so pre-selection without social proof. Correct. So you can have social proof without pre-selection, but you can't. So for those at home, you want to explain what social proof and pre-selection are? All right, pre-selection is where women find a man attractive, and if a woman is with a guy. One of the things that she finds most attractive about that guy is when other women find him attractive, Absolutely. which means he's pre-selected by other women to be a viable resource of reproduction. Any, any psychologist that would deny that point does not understand human behavior. No, of course. And now social proof is where this is a man who displays alpha qualities that other men want to be like and other women want to get with. And that can be through social status. That can be through money. That can be through muscles. That can be through game in frame. So um, the what we're talking about now is the, the friend zone is covert. It is a weak game. It does not, it shows a weakness because you don't have the courage to state exactly how you feel. Right now, we live in a time where almost 100% of relationships happen online. And women are going nuts because men are not having the courage to approach them. Look them in the eye and approach them. Well, I mean, if you look at what pop culture and, and, and has done, what yeah. our culture has done to villainize, I'll never forget um, there was a razor blade. Uh, Gillette made a razor blade commercial. Yes. I don't know if you can, if you remember this commercial or not, but Gillette made a razor blade commercial. Can we, can we, can we pull up yes. Gillette woke razor blade commercial? Um, so they, they, they had this razor blade commercial and, Basically, what the whole commercial was, was about men holding each other accountable to not be toxic. Right. Okay. And on face value, I was like, okay. Um, some of the things in there, probably good. There is a time mm -hmm. to stop hitting on a girl. But like this beautiful woman walked by, this guy went to approach her and this guy put his hand on her. She's like, whoa, buddy, no, don't do that. And that was part of the commercial. It was like, don't approach women. Essentially, that's toxic. Approaching women is toxic. Right. That's the that is the that is the world that we live in. That we believe that approaching a woman is toxic. And I believe that honestly, uh, there it is, right there. Um, I believe that honestly should be the one on the top. The fact that men don't have game is what has led to this. Because when guys do approach women, it's a lot of times awkward. It's a lot of times creepy. And he has not built attraction yet. He goes directly, you know, he, there's no attraction there. Right. And when a woman doesn't attract you, is not attracted to you, you're creepy. Correct. Okay? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So if you look at, like, a woman will sit, or a girl, woman, whatever, will sit and watch 16 Candles. 16 Candles is one where they hold the boombox outside. No, right? that's say that? anything. 
I don't watch that shit. Say I don't anything. Say anything. Is say that anything. John Cusack. Who is a kickboxer? Okay. You cool. should. You should like him. Um, I'm not a huge John Cusack as a as a as a uh, as a uh, actor. I'm not a huge fan. Gotcha. But, um, didn't know he was a kickboxer. So yeah. anyway, they'll watch that movie and they'll have this like the guy with the speakers outside the window and they're like, oh my god, that is so romantic. I would love for a guy to do that to me. Or they'll watch Channing Tatum in a movie do something like that. And they're like, right. no, 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 you want Channing Tatum. To do that, to correct. You. Absolutely, you don't want a guy to do that because you hear girls describe things that guys do that are way less creepy than that, and talk about them being creeps. Correct, right? So let's play. Let's play this. I think this is the same one. I think this is the. I think this is the clip um, from Gillette. So let's make the transition over here. Um, I'm sorry, Mo. I thought you had it pulled up on the screen and ready to go. My bad. That's why I kind of stopped everything. Bullying. The Me Too the movement against sexual toxic harassment. Masculinity. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. Yes, absolutely. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Some already are. In ways big and small. But some is not enough. Somehow we treat each other, okay? Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. What's your take on that, Wes? I'm I'm fifty fifty on it because like <clears throat> I'm like you. I don't I don't agree with that one stopping your buddy from approaching a woman. But the bullying aspects, yeah, I, I get that. For sure, I get that. Sure. Um, you know, um, I'm gonna wait for Mark and, to get back. Yeah, and keeping each other accountable, but of course. Okay. But um, I'm like you. Like if you. You got to be able to approach women because if you don't ever do it, then you don't ever build that skill to begin with. And we don't need to take that away. I mean, I if feel you like did, he did, then <laughs> taking the ability for men to approach women away uh, uh, from men, if you took that ability away, that would put women 100% in the right. driver's seat. And what you will see is exactly what you're seeing right now. What you're seeing right now is um, the top 10% of men getting all the women. Like mm -hmm. most men have very low, like I think I read an average somewhere, the average male body count, real life body count, not like for real, was in the young, with the younger generation, it was like three. Like average, mm -hmm. average male body counts, like two or three with Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And then the average female is like seven or eight. And then you wonder like, well, why is that? That's because there's a couple of dudes who are, who's banging everybody. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a couple dudes who who they're they're having sex with everybody. They're getting all the women, 
And then the, everybody else, when men stop approaching and men don't keep practicing game, everybody else gets none. Mm-hmm. That it becomes a really top heavy, and what you end up with is you're going to end up hooking up with more fuck boys. You're going to hook up with uh, more douchebags a lot of the time. Like the teaching other, other men f- how to approach without being creepy is the answer. Not stopping your homeboy from going up and talking yeah. to a girl because there's a way to hit on a woman without being creepy. You just have chance to be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. You have to build attraction first. And 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 see that well that, that that that's what probably what they were implying. They stopped that before you got to see the end result. If he was going to be creepy or if he was going to be genuine, because right, well, we we didn't even give an, <laughs> given him an opportunity to. Right, that's what I'm saying. They stopped it before you saw we the end result. Didn't even give an opportunity to. So, Mark, what's your what's your take? Let's. That's why women are so upset. That commercial is why women are so upset. Because here's a guy who wanted to approach a beautiful woman that could have potentially been his wife, and his friend stopped him because somehow um, that's offensive. And now women are complaining that they can't, that they don't get approached by men. There are women who are literally taking classes now on how to approach men because men are not approaching women. Do Do you think that that's more prevalent with older women or less desirable women? Like maybe, because I mean, there's some women who obviously still don't like to be approached. And there's going to be a lot of comments on this video that, of, of women who are going to be like, I hate it when guys hit on me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, or maybe not. I don't know. Why, why? I mean, the coin of the realm for women is attention. And just because a woman says it doesn't mean that's exactly how she feels. She, what, she's, what she's actually saying is, is I the, hate getting on, hit on by dudes I'm not attracted that to. That you're not attracted to. That's Different thing. And, and, yeah, do guys need to know either attraction's there or it's not? Yeah. And, hey... Yeah. Approach. Hello. My name's Mark. And we'll, if they're not interested, done. Guy bails out. Move on. Move on. Exactly. It's just like sales. That's what has to be, that's what has to be taught. Because I, I have seen guys that made me really uncomfortable when they hit on women. Like, I'm really, I was really picky about who I'd go out with and, and, and be around women with. Because there's some guys that are legitimately super creepy. Well, yes, and they're socially awkward. That is called game. Game is simply social skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like if there's a chance that this beautiful woman could be somebody of significance in your life and you could be something of significance in her life, I think you're obligated to at least go up and say hello. Have the courage to do that. Yeah. And I think men courage are, is looked down on. Yes, yeah. and we want to. We want, and and this is a feminine quality. We want to take. And we want to take the word courage and eliminate it and replace it with vulnerability. And I think that's a big mistake. I was on the beach um, last, last year. I went down to the beach with my dad and my son. And so the <laughs> everything's a social experiment. I'm on the beach. I mean, I, I know I look good. I know. Attractive man. Thank you. And I love to get out and exercise and everything. I, I have no problem with being eye candy. If I'm in a relationship or not, I can respect the boundaries of being in a monogamous relationship easily. That's never been an issue. So, Really? Never been an issue for you? Not really. really? Not really. Not really. Wow. Um, maybe when I was younger, it, it, it may have been. Yes, there may have been some oh, times I when I was a really young. funny story I want to tell you yes. later. Go okay, <laughs> but, when I, but as I got older, as far as like, I could see to where, you know, never anything physical, but, you know, 
having to maybe watch how I talk to other women yeah. and, 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 you know, there, I, I've, I've had women who've well, been, that's, that's the slippery slope that leads to physical. It therapy. is, but it, it was never like, I can remember, I can remember one time and it never resulted to anything, but there was this, um, ring girl that we had at one of our fights and she was extremely flirtatious, very attractive. I was married at the time and she was flirting with me and then, I mean, flirting with everybody and I happened to be one of them and I had to, you know, make sure I was, had my ways to let her know that I was married. You know what I'm saying? Um, she didn't mean anything by it. And she was, like I said, flirting with everybody. But like I said, you know, there's that line there. But now there are times that I can remember, and I even told my ex-wife this, there were times that um, we were married and we had our issues. And I can remember toward the end when I knew it was done, there were times maybe had flirtatious conversations at, at times. Not a terribly big deal, but still not something that I would ever condone today in any marriage, including if I were ever to be married again. Yeah. But as I was sitting on the beach, there was this couple, a couple of girls that were sitting next to me. And they were, they were kind of attractive, and they were probably about my age, maybe a little bit younger. Maybe they were in their 40s. I don't know. Um, but anyway, there's a guy came up to him and was talking to them. And so I'm watching this guy, and I'm just watching the dynamics play out. And there were two girls and this one guy. And the one guy was like just buying into the feminine imperative. And as he was talking to them, I don't know what the conversation was. I was just observing. It would have been cool if I did. But anyway, because just a, it's like watching a you know movie play out. And then I remember the exchange was, well, I just, he just like, I just wanted to tell you. And she was like, oh, that's so good. I thought, uh, I thought you were coming to hit on us. You know, thank you for not doing that. And mm. I don't know how I felt about that because for Ouch. me it was, yes. Is that he was going to hit on him. You know, yes, this could have been that sneaky game that for we sure, were talking for about. Sure yes, that's what was happening. <clears throat> exactly. hundred. I don't need to hear any of that as a story. He was walking up to hit on him. He was a man. He approached a group of women and was talking to them. Yes. He was hitting on them. Yes. Like, but he was like, trying to act like he was. All I need to, yes. need to hear. But he was acting like he was doing something else. And she was congratulating him for not hitting on her. Where I'm like, what woman wouldn't want a guy that she found attractive she to found approach? Him attractive. Exactly. That's why he. Had, that's why I go. said it hurt. That's why if a woman said that to me, I'd be like, oh, no problem. I just leave. No, mm -hmm. I'm not your she type. Clearly, is not into me at all. So yes, yes. And wow, that, that stings. It, but you know what? For me, it doesn't sting like it used to. Really? Because if I'm not somebody's type, I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Because, in, and then here's my other thing. Well, you learn from it. You, you learn from it, but, yeah, I learned I'm not her type. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you, and you but do, you learn you how learn to approach to deal the next with rejection. Yeah. Yes. You learn how to approach better and you learn thing. to deal with rejection. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's, and it's just no big deal. Yeah. It's no big, so what? She, she's not your type because you, you don't know unless you try. Absolutely. So here we're teaching people not even to try. Yeah. Who wins with that? What good? was accomplished well, it's, it's it's what you're seeing because we were just as when you were in the bathroom we were talking about this that um statistically speaking gen z and younger males have far from what i've read have far fewer sexual partners than yes. the women do that's right uh, studies show that gss studies yeah. show this and what you're seeing the reason for that is because because logistically that doesn't add up if you think about it right like well who are they sleeping with well, it's because the same few guys are sleeping with everybody. Everybody, correct. It's, it's your top 10%, top 5%. Correct. They're yeah. sleeping with everybody. Correct. And then everybody else is just getting none. Correct. And that's the world that you're going to live in in a Tinder, Bumble, online dating 
environment is the guys who are good looking enough or charming enough or don't care and don't mind approaching or whatever reason have some game or yes. do have some game or are very high value or whatever they're going to sleep with everybody and you're going to sleep with more fuck boys you're going to have more guys that are are playing you um and here's the thing about playing all right so this is my thing about playing i don't believe you play anybody when I think about pl- a player, I think of Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, a piece of shit. Uh-huh. That's what he was. Right. A lot of people, when they think about pickup, they think about Barney Stinson. Uh, Barney Stinson yeah. in the show How I Met Your Mother was a piece of shit. Right. Is that the Doogie Howser character? Yeah. 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 Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. He came up with these elaborate lies to lure women into bed. He would pretend to be other people. He would change his name. He would give himself an accent. He would come up with these super elaborate hoaxes, pretending to be someone that he wasn't. He would lie and tell them how much he loved them and how much he wanted to be with them. So just so he could sleep with them and leave them. If you do those things, you are a piece of shit. Yes, absolutely. You may be alpha, but I don't yeah, think that's, that's questionable. Alpha. No, it's not. It's not because you and I, we, we have talked about this before. If your game requires you to lie or it's be misleading, game. it's yeah. not good game at yeah. all. You know, in fact, I'd even go this far. I, I'd say when you're spinning plates, don't be promiscuous. Even to, to the guys, don't be promiscuous. Spin plates. Get to know. Understand no. female nature. Be honest. Be, be, be comfortable with telling people the truth. And... Understand female nature and go and have great interaction. Go and have great social, yeah. you know, connection. Right. You know, I, I learned that. I'm gonna tell on myself a little bit here. I learned that the hard way, um, as far as lying or whatever. Like I just learned it wasn't for me. When I was in my late teens, I was not always honest in romantic relationships. Right. Um, really happened. Because me and my girlfriend at the time, we used to break up a lot and we'd get back together. It was a really toxic relationship. It was really, like, I was really simping hard. It was, I should have walked away for yeah. sure. When I look back. I'm How like, long did that last? About two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, about two and a half years on and off. But um, when we would take, when she, it got to where I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. There was the a last, dopamine rush. Yeah. Well, well, it, it, the dopamine rush of the up and down was addicting at first. Yes. But what ended up happening was it was almost like the perfect relationship for me because I got to go out and hunt every couple of months. I got to go out and meet new girls and sleep with new girls or, you know, talk to new girls or whatever. Yeah, you right. know, like I yeah. got to go out with my friends. So I got a month or two of. Was she being, doing this too? Uh, she wasn't as good at it as I was. Uh, so there may have been one other guy. How did um, that make you feel? Uh, I, I was not a fan at all. Yeah. Well, but but after that was when this happened. Okay. Like so, after she got with another guy, um, and they dated for a little bit, she claimed it never got physical, but I don't believe that. Right. Um. They. Um. But it was perfect because I was like, oh, like she's gonna go hang out with her friends, and then I get a month off of being in a relationship, and. I got to go hunt and do my thing. So it got really, really addicting there till the end where it was like, I get to be monogamous for a couple months. And then when I'm tired of that, she'll, she'll break up with me within a couple months. Right. And then I'll go back out in the field and then she'll come crawling back, you know, a month later. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I made the biggest mistake in my life. I think she was bipolar. Uh, she had some mental <laughs> okay. issues. Okay. Sure. And uh, I got to where I really liked it. And, um, and it wasn't until I was just finally fed up and done. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, I just can't do this anymore. Right. I, I, at, at the end, there was no feeling left. There was no. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, I spent probably, and I'm sure as men, we've all been through this, but I spent several years after that. I never felt anything. Right. 
until my wife. My wife was That's the awesome. first person after that relationship that I had any feelings for. That's amazing. I spent years, you know, several years dating. And I mean, it wasn't that I many. It wasn't, it was, it was only a couple years, but it was, felt like longer than that. But it, it, I spent a long time with them. I mean, even girls that were great, I just felt nothing. Like right. I, there was just no connection. No, they really liked me sometimes. Of course. So many times. But I, but I just never really, um, Matter of, well, anyway, I'll tell you that after. Okay. Um, more personal than what I want to say on here. Yes. Um, we have some mutual, we have some Facebook, you have, you have some Facebook friends and people that you know, because I've seen you comment on the stuff that yeah. are, were of that era um, of my life. But it's just interesting. We live so far apart, but have so many mutual, you know, acquaintances yeah. from not in an MMA interesting. world. Yeah, yeah that is. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was, and I'm not trying to get too deep there, but well, the... <laughs> The the point was well I don't even remember what, what were we talking about we, 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 we were talking about the point of responsible plate spinning or responsible yeah. dating oh okay being so honest. I learned I I during that time I lied a lot and I would be there was usually a good bit of um, overlap between the relationships and me talking to my girlfriend again and we mm -hmm. us getting back together there was oftentimes there would be overlap which yeah. blew up every time. It was always, um, and I always thought I was going to get away with it, and I never did. Right. And it always just became this huge mountain of drama where I became the bad guy at school. Girls, I went to a really small school, and there were times girl, the, every girl in school would not speak to me. There were times that I had my name slandered and, and people. And the thing is, a lot of times rightfully so, yeah, honestly. Sure. Like it wasn't, I sure. was, you know, I wasn't being good. And right. so, because, but I couldn't feel, I, I felt guilty about it because I was lying. And when I stopped lying and being very upfront and honest, there were still people that didn't like me. There were still people that talked bad about me. There were still people, whatever, but I never felt bad when I said, Hey, this is the deal. This is what's happening. This is where I'm at. I don't like you like that. I don't, I, I don't want to be in a, in a romantic relationship with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be exclusive with you. Let's just keep this, this fun. And uh, there were still, I still had, I had an issue when I was at ICC when I was training with you guys. Really? Yeah. There was a girl that I, I, I was seeing. This was right before I met my wife, I, like within a couple months. Yeah. The girl before that, like she really, she had strong feelings for me. Yeah. But I didn't reciprocate those feelings. But I had been seeing her and, and we had been going out and things. And I was just like, it's just not. And anyway, the there was a large pop group of people that just blackballed me mm -hmm. they the they wouldn't speak to me that was the it was uh, most of my people that i knew because i just moved there yeah they were just didn't want anything else to do with me after that so i had to make all new friends yeah uh, but i didn't feel bad about it no because i didn't do, i didn't feel i did not feel that i had done anything wrong sure because i was honest and upfront. And the barney stinson game approach is just like it bothers me when i watch that when I watch that show, and I, I get everybody, you can't control what your friends do, but right. you're saying Ted and Marshall are these great guys, like that, like. And if you watch the show, I don't know if you guys watch How I, I, I Met Your Mother, it, but yeah. it's like friends, kind of. Yeah. But um, you got, you know, you've got Marshall who met his the love of his life in college and mm -hmm. has only been with one woman. You've got Barney who sleeps with and lies and cheats and all, you know, just sleeps with whoever. And then you have Ted who kind of falls somewhere in the middle, but is like a great guy just trying to find love. Right. And you, you're trying to pitch me that these are just great guys, but yet, and I love the show personally. I love the show, right. but you're going to let, like, I wouldn't let my friend do that. 
If me and you were single and you came up with an idea that you were going to create a website to about playing the Barney devoted, yeah, devoted to yourself. He had this one where he like created this website where he was like a philanthropist and saved children's lives and was a billionaire. And he made websites and wrote articles and like created this whole thing. And like he, he was pulling off the, whatever it was, the Von Matterhorn or yeah. whatever it was like you, th that's someone that you need to sit down and be like, bro, you're a piece of shit. Like you're a liar. Like that's not cool. Yeah. It's not an okay thing to do. No, it's, you know, and, but, and I agree. I don't think, I think it's not alpha because I think alpha is more, I think the most alpha approach is, is more overt, more yes. straightforward. That Definitely is the more alpha it. approach. Definitely overt, yes. You know? Yes. It's just, it's just you, it gives you less time to build attraction before you become overt. That's right. You know, again, that's right. that, and that's the downside to it. Um, and attraction is either there or it's not. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I okay. think you can build attraction. Maybe you can. Maybe you I can. Think you can. But now desire, and that's a whole different thing. That's when we're talking the friend zone. The desire just isn't there. Yeah. And that's where you have the sexless marriages mm -hmm. and the tragedy that comes with that. Okay. You I guess if you if you yeah if you if you put a distinction there because you, you're 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 mostly talking about uh, attraction then is physical yes okay absolutely okay. physical attraction and then there's that desires that chemistry where she just cannot wait to rip your clothes off yeah you know and that's either there or it's not and sadly so many times it's just not there and guys just put up with it and you see guys do chore play for sex negotiate sex mm -hmm. complain about the wife doesn't have sex with them and all these things terrible move it is it's terrible the whole the whole thing is terrible it's like look you know um you know um when uh when a woman when you hear things like oh it's not about the sex or when you hear um any kind of complaint the desire is not there. Yeah. And that's massive issues. Yeah. That's massive issues. Sometimes sometimes you do have like medical issues that can arise. That's, that, you know, but that's different. And, but, and hormonal but, issues. And a lot of times as women age, you do have some hormonal issues where it may slow her down. But if the sex completely stops, that's going to be an issue. Even like, if like it slows down, she should, she should still be desirous to make you happy. Yeah. I can I can see that. Yes. Yeah. But as yeah. far as like her wonder if your clothes off I mean if her if her hormone levels get jacked up, yes, there are some outstanding factors that are usually not the problem. There's no question. Another issue I will say, and here's the thing, I'm gonna I'll tell the truth, is this is something I learned in through experience a little bit is absolutely never negotiate sex. Like ever never under any ever, circumstances. Don't complain that you're not getting it enough. Um don't like it, there's no way to come off high value complaining that your wife's not having sex with you enough. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely like if, if you're angry about it, like, and this is a conversation I have with myself, like in times when my marriage had those issues, look in the mirror first. That's the first thing to do. Right. If your wife doesn't want to have sex with you, the first thing to do is look in the mirror. Okay. That's great advice. If you don't like mm -hmm. what you, what's looking back at you when you're looking in the mirror, she Things may not either. Right. And I mean that not just on a physical aspect. Are you the kind of person that you think that she would be attracted to? Absolutely. Do you understand what right. your wife's attracted to, right. what women are attracted to, and are you displaying those things for her on a daily basis? And the other thing is, and this is what makes marriage so hard. This is why, because men, when you get married, and this is this was, this was my issue, to be completely honest with you, was because when I get married as a man, yeah, I'm giving up my mating strategy. I'm giving yes. up 
all other women. Absolutely. It's not you ver it's like what Daniel Tosh says in his in his stand up comedy bit. It's not you versus some whore. It's you versus all the whores. Mm -hmm. See how the, that tips the scale a little bit. Yes. So when you get married, your your goal is to forego all others. Correct. Because you're gonna meet that need for me and yes. then I'm gonna protect and provide for you. Right. Right? Um first off, if your woman's helping with chore with uh not with chores, with paying bills and like she's she's an equal partner in that, then you can't be mad that she's not holding up her deal of bargain, her deal into the deal. Cause you aren't either. Right. Okay. Now I'm not mm -hmm. saying that women shouldn't work. I'm just saying that when you tip the scales, this is why the men should make at least a little more money than her. Right. Mm -hmm. Secondly. Um, so the first thing is, you know, um, I completely lost my train of thought. You should carry that title provider. That, that should right. Be provider. You, you should carry the title of provider, in my opinion. I've, I've seen a lot of people. I've never seen, I've never read studies on this, but I'd like to research this. And I don't think that it's but none. I would like to know the percentage of sexless marriages where the woman is the primary breadwinner. Well, you know, that's interesting because when we take GSS studies, um, women file for divorce GSS between uh, general general survey studies. Okay. Um, I believe it's or something close to, to that. Um, women file for divorce between 60 and 80% of the time. I've seen some that was as high as 85. Uh, yes. And the number one precursor to filing for divorce was when she made more money than her husband, whether she got a raise at work or he lost he his job. Money. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. and uh, that's believe it or not, that is what that is what Robert Kiyosaki's wife said to him. I don't need you anymore. Wow. Yes, and he got divorced, and you know who Robert is, right? Oh, Richard yeah, yeah, Rich Dad, poor Dad. He 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 is a big fan of Rollo Tomasi, and he and he says to Rollo, he says, um, this book pretty much saved his life, the rational wow. male, and he's like, I should have cheated, and the reason why he said that is because. He, uh, he wow. and P, you, P, uh, Rolla will say it was a mistake that he brought his wife into his business and gave her so much responsibility in the business that they weren't just husband and wife. They were business partners. And then when the marriage was getting dissolved, he was still having to work with her business wise. Yeah. You know, and that is one thing that I'm mm -hmm. glad that I've in, in some ways because I work so much, it sucks. It's really hard when you're to spend any time with her. Yes. When you're a really driven and you're working 14, 16 hours a day. And that's very sexy too. But it, uh, especially like, but if she, if she's a, like my wife is a quality sound person. She needs, she likes it. to have yes. a lot of quality. That's sound. awesome. Yes. And, um, I like that too. I've just got shit to do. Right. You know what I mean? And yes. so it would be easier, but we have she has never worked in any capacity here. And what's one of the reasons why is it just kind of like we need that little separation. Absolutely. You know? And I think that's smart. And the fact that you do that is one, she buys into your framework and that's actually a massively alpha move because when you do get married and you do give up your, your mating strategy, you do become a little less alpha. You Absolutely. See? Because yes. pre-selection is so much harder to prove now. Of course it is, but it's, so it's there it's, and you know, it's there and there, this is called dread game. Yeah. And dread game is either covert or overt. And yours is very overt. I mean, I'm sorry, covert. covert. Yes. Like you go places, the waitress is eyeing you. Maybe you get a really great table. She's smiling at you. And you're like, you know, hey, I mean, it's, it's me, you know. <laughs> 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 well, um, I think the, the problem with that is, though, most men, in order to achieve that, they've got a long way to go. Yes. That's a big problem. Every time you get up from that, that type of mode, the, I know, it's throwing the thing me off. cuts off. 
the TV, the TV. The TV's flickers. Yeah, so be careful. Um, is 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 harder because so like for me one thing one big advantage that I have is I'm I'm tall. So as a tall man that walks in with with presence, like you're gonna yes. get a little bit more attention. So That's that, right. It helps. Um, but a lot of men don't like in order to have covert dread game with their wife. That means that you have to be high value enough or attractive enough that people are going to see you with your wife and not be able to but help to check you out Correct. and flirt with you. Yes. Like that's another level beyond when you're single. Yes. That's why your game to stay married, in my opinion, has to be tight much tighter. To stay married than it is. And we've got to do a, we've got to do a seminar on this because you're absolutely correct. You've got to have the social skills in the game to have a powerful frame, powerful presence, powerful purpose, and money muscles game. And I, I hope that one day I have this down enough. We can have well, a seminar that, on then it. Let's I'm, stop I'm working on it. now. Yes, let's stop I'm putting this now. together because this is this is vitally important. Even if you're in a long term relationship, not so much as as a marriage because there is a contract there. Yeah. But if you're in a LTR, marriage and living together changes things. Living together when, massively changes. When you things. bring a woman into your home, it gives her the knowledge that other women aren't there. Correct. And that changes things. Correct. On a brain level like yes. it just changes things in her brain when she knows that other women are no longer a threat when she knows you are committed to her yes it, i'm not saying it's a bad thing i think i believe that the the evidence of pair bonding being in both men and women's brains to me proves that like there is functional monogamy within our dna i believe that I believe that there is, and we don't, one one really important thing is, is evolutionary psychology, one of the reasons it is uh, very um, controversial. controversial, not even necessarily controversial, but called into question yes. is it's very hard to research because there's not a lot of things, evidence for how humans behaved and acted in their tribes. Well, from there, but there is. I mean, not a lot. There, we have genetic markers now that show us these things. Genetic, right, right. And so we're, we're only looking at the genetic marker. That's not evolutionary no, psychology not, as not, much as it is genetics. Yeah, but there is, if we look, uh, evolutionary psychology has more research than any other psychology out there, by far. I mean, it's not even close. And some of it goes back, I mean, you know, of course, when you go back 10,000 years, you know, because I was reading this one well, I'm reading right now, I'm reading the book, um, The Intelligence Paradox. Why um, intelligence is a genetic thing, and for the most part, and that the more intelligent you are, the more you live against your natural biological proclivities, and the less desirable you may be as a mate. You see, because you override so many of those things that we've discussed. You override so much of your natural proclivities. Um but now, as far as the surveys and the studies and what women, and, and now we have this thing called Google, okay? And what's happening now, which is totally amazing, and I was just reading this, that Google gives us information that we would never get from, from um, anonymous uh, surveys because when people Google, you, the information you get is male or female, approximate age, and what you're Googling. And now we're finding out what kind of porn people Google, um, um, how racist people are. There was like when Barack Obama was running, um, 
there was like Google in certain areas where where um, he won by a landslide. We can see what people were Googling during that time. And p- areas where he either narrowly won or lost, we can see what was going on then and the racist things people were Googling and things like that. So this, and I forget what book this was that I was reading it, but all the information we're getting online now is telling us what people really think, you see. So we're taking all this information. We are in the age that we're getting so much of this information that as far as natural male and female proclivities in general, because we're not talking about the outliers. We're not talking about that feminine guy and that masculine girl who make it work for them because that's very rare. But there are people who make it work. We're talking about generally how people live. Well, here's here's the point. This is the point that I'm making there. And I'm not I'm not arguing studies don't like you have to take a study for what it is. Correct. A study is not an indicator of a fact. Right. A study is something to study Correct. to come up with possible uh, solutions. We don't know how much of what people are Googling has to do with their culture or their natural proclivity. We don't. It's impossible for us to gauge. I mean, we assume that it's natural proclivity because it's what they're hiding, but there's a lot of un- underlying trauma that you have to take into account there. Like if you have a, somebody who, um, and I'm good, definitely going to get canceled for saying this, but it's been... I feel like the studies have been done. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But there's a lot of evidence that a young boy who was molested as a child, the chance of him molesting someone as an adult is much higher, much, much, much higher, which means Way his up. Google searches are going to be different. The things he looks at online are going to be different. No question. And, and, and two things. The same thing with uh, men commit suicide like three to five times or even six times to one to female. And if if... A man goes to a divorce. I believe that's at least eight times higher. I heard an interesting, uh, I heard an interesting um, study on that though by a doctor mm-hmm. who was from a totally different field though. Yeah. Um, they found that actually, I think this might have been on Fresh and Fit. Yeah. Uh, but he, they found that one of the reasons why that is is also because of a testosterone depletion in men around that age. Uh, yeah, that could be true too. And, and, and your testosterone goes down when you're married as well. Right. Um, and also men become more emotionally attached than women. Women right. um, biologically sure. have the, the uh, war brides that they had to move on. But what you're saying is absolutely true. And that's why what we're looking at, because um, correlation is not causation, so one study is one study. If we can correlate that studies with a variety of other studies, now we're getting more valid information. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to do. And, and, How can and, we correlate? And in every study, one of the important things to do is to look at the study and say, okay, what makes, what are some other things that could, could be affecting this number? Yes. So for instance, okay, I'm not going to get off on this topic, but if you were to make the, um, you could make an argument that black people are more violent than white people. Okay. I'm not saying this. This right. is an argument that could be made with the fact that, okay, black people are 2.1 times more likely to be shot by a police officer than a white person is. Okay. They're 2.5 times more likely. A police officer is 2.5 times more likely to be shot by a black person than a white person, even though they're 12 to 13% of the population. Okay. So you can take uh, it, that is study. It, is it that high? 13% of 13%? the United States population is black, 12 to 13. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but they account for statistically about 80% of the murder. If you take all the other factors around socioeconomics and things like that out of it, 
if you were wanted to be racist, you could present that information and say, this is a study. This is FBI statistics right here. Boom. This is facts, not fiction. And you could make an argument for that. And that's an, that would be an, uh, that would be a back and forth of masculine versus feminine like ways of, of looking at it. But I do think it is important every time you get a study that you say, okay, well, let's look at all the parameters let's around the study. Let's correlate points. To so book. another interesting thing about the point of, okay, women file for divorce way more common than men do. Correct. Well, they're also incentivized to. Massively. They're incentivized. So it may not be that he necessarily became beta. It may be or you know, the, the, the love came yes. cold, became cold because, you know, she's willing to leave because he's beta. But there's a really good possibility that 200 years ago, a lot of those women may have divorced their husbands, too, at even a higher rate, but had no options. Now they're incentivized. But see, and here's the thing. The only, I mean, the only option was to stay together. If, if you had kids with this guy, a woman, I mean, our society changed. Like, you know, are you right. familiar with coverture laws? Okay, coverture laws in the early 1900s, 1800s um, were basically if um, if a woman was single, she could have she could have property, she could have a, a business if she was single. Once she got married, whatever money she had, business she had, or debt she had went to her husband, right. and her husband was responsible for all of that. You know, and and there was a high incentive for her to stay with her husband, especially with the children and, and all of these things. So that was where the COVID realized and the, the man had total authority. And people, I mean, and I'm not saying I agree, but women were looked at as property. Yeah. That and, and, you know, there was obligations that a woman had. Now those COVID laws have completely reversed. Now it's the woman who's awarded cash and prizes for divorce. Mm -hmm. They are completely the opposite. Right. And, um, and it's interesting. Now, I think Andrew Tate's very misunderstood when he says a woman is, is a man's property because here's the thing. Uh, 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 women value relationships. Men value things. If a man is a high-value guy, he takes really great care of his stuff. He takes care of his home. He takes care of his cars. Everything is clean. Everything is nice. Everything is built to last. Everything is organized. That's what Andrew Tate's talking about, that he's going to take care of her like she is extremely important to him, you know, and that his whole thing is he has to have authority over her that can ultimately save her life. Now, are there going to be bad men doing bad things? Of course, there always has been. Are there bad women doing bad things? Absolutely. So we're not talking about those extremes. We're talking about in the middle where we are generally dealing with good people trying to really have a great life and, and make an impact on society in a positive way. And uh, socially enforced monogamy is a way that that's done. And now you and I would say, okay, it's, uh, an, an alpha would be honest. Solid game would be honest. Be straightforward. If you're going to commit, commit. If you're not going to commit, uh, tell them. Tell them. Say, look, you know, and then if you want them to commit while well, you don't commit, tell them. Right. And as long as that's a consensual relationship, then I have no problem. No with problem with it at and that's, all. That's actually when I was defending Andrew Tate, because I've, I've had a lot of points. I was, I've been against him yeah. in the last couple episodes, but I defended him on this point because most men in his position, young, 35 year old, good looking, former world champion kickboxer with millions of dollars, Bugattis, Lambos, huge, Castles. humongous following. Yes. I mean, for leverage. Um, 
None of those guys, for the most part, are faithful. It is a very, very, very low percentage yeah, very of those low. men. On that level. But how and many people play on that just level? Be, exactly. He's just being honest. Honest about it. And He's the same thing with Justin Waller. And Justin Waller's just saying it out loud, too. Look, you know, I, ex- I'm I gonna, probably know who that is. You probably do. And you, you and him are actually very similar. Um, tall, handsome, good-looking guy, muscular, blonde, blonde guy, kind of reddish like hair, d- dirty ginger, blonde. Okay, ginger, yeah, ginger. I think hangs out with Andrew Tate in the morning. He hangs out with Tate, hangs out with Rolo. Um, yeah, very much the, the southern gentleman, which I like. To yeah, me, I do know this guy. Yes, I, I, and my thing is this: um, if I'm in an exclusive relationship, if I'm dating, I want her to feel special. I want feel. To, I want her to feel well taken care of. I want her to feel that she's going to have a great time, and I want her to literally raise her standards if she ever dates another guy of what she expects. Yeah. And um, the whole thing Even is this. Alpha widows. Well, she raises her standard, and she's not capable. I mean, of that's, that standard. But what do you do? I mean, that's yeah. possible. That right. is possible because I mean, the question that that a man always has to ask, and a man always has to ask this question: Does this woman make my life better? And uh, this comes from a guy who knows that he's a high value guy, living closest to his fullest potential, money, muscle, game, making her life better. He makes a decent living, and and he's adding to her life. Is she adding to your life? And if the answer is yes, keep moving forward. Yeah. But, you know, and you've said this, and I've had that same issue in the, in the past, that there have been women who were really good to me, but I did not desire them in a way to move forward. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, and you know, I like them crazy. You know that, you know, <laughs> uh, me and my, me and we, we've been on and off. There, there's a psychological thing for men there too. There, men, yeah. Men like crazy, crazy women. They, they've actually done studies that, that in terms of a sexual relationship, men like crazy. They of course, do. of course. They do. And then in the other areas too, because there are, there's a lot of great qualities that come with that, the drive and all these other things. But also the question is, is it destructive? Right. You see. See, I have, that's not really my type. I love a sweet, submissive, like good woman. And I, I love those name. qualities, that's Jake. I do. And this is where I am clashing because, right. you know, sometimes. Just like a woman who has that, who has that, like, oh, I really want a guy that's this way, but I really desire a guy that's this way. You're having a very similar. And do you want to hear something that's interesting about that? There's a book written by a young lady uh, called Hormonal. Her name is Marty. Ah, golly, her last name escapes me. It's called Hormonal. And what she did was she traced the women's hormonal patterns to the type of man that she desires. When a woman's in estrus in the first 14 days of her cycle, she is going to be um, craving, she's going to be higher in estrogen. She is uh, going to be craving the alpha right. because her, she's ovulating. You see, so and then in the last 14 stages when she's in because you have the luteinizing phase and the um, proliferation phase. So when she's in the luteinizing phase, she's going to be more in the oxytocin and she could be looking more for that beta guy to settle with, cuddle with all of these things. So if you're with a woman and she's ovulating, that's when she's going to be at her highest uh, sexual peak for that month. If she, if you're her alpha, she's going to want to be with you. But if during this time she's getting dressed up, red dress, hoop earrings, high heels, and she's going out with her girlfriends, you're not her guy. Mm. You're not. If she's only wanting to hang out with you during the uh, um, uh, luteinizing phase, do you get issues? She looks at you better. She's going to cheat. She's going to cheat. And right now, Hmm. studies: women cheat more than men at this point. They can. Yes. 
because they have more options. Yeah, they, they can. Yes. I mean, men men can't even get laid when they're when they're, <laughs> when they're, when they're single. You know, like, yeah. of course, women are yes. having more sex. They're having more sex. They're cheating more. They're yes. you know. I mean, and that's the that's the that's the world that we live in. Is, is women are encouraged to be pro- promiscuous. Sadly. They're encouraged to to be more masculine. They um, are encouraged not to need a man. Yeah, and that's and, part and of feminism. As a, I do think things are. I, I do think that things, parts of the population are swinging back the other direction. I think there are a lot of people that are kind of waking up. They're they're taking that red pill and they're like, okay, like maybe maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I think I think it's happening. I but think no, it's but happening. Keep slowly. in mind, you can, the pendulum does not swing. You cannot go backwards into the future. It will never be like it was before ever again. No, but I don't think it's I don't think it's been ideal in a very long time. It hasn't. Oh, I don't it think hasn't. it's ever been ideal. I think no, I think that one of the factors of life is ex- is accepting the fact that there is no perfect world and there is no ideal. And we're not striving for perfect, we're simply striving for what works best. Yeah. And in societies when we study them, it has been socially enforced monogamy with men and women working together. That being said, we've never had a, a society, a civilization that has, a, that has amassed the abundance that we have now that, that have has now. enabled this. That has enabled this. So now there is a lot of very smart people who think Western society is in a decline that it may never recover from. Yeah, we just, but we don't know. We don't know, and that's why know. it's up for us to educate if we're going to save it. And do I think relationships is one way to, to save it? Absolutely. Do I think men need to learn game? Do I think men need to be the best version of themselves? Absolutely. Do I think? I think, that's, the, I think that's the key point right there. It, it, sir, it certainly is. Men, invest in yourself. Yeah. Invest in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Invest in your um, your intellect, your knowledge, yes. your craft, your game, your body. your body, and also like your your, if you don't want to say the spiritual side of it, I do. I do but too. Why not? I believe that you should. I believe that you should. I think that when you leave that side out, you're missing an element. You're missing an element. You're also missing a moral compass. And I think that that's my issue with the fresh and fit guys. That's my issue with some of these other guys. I think yeah. that, and that's the reason why I say, you know, I do the faith, family, fitness, finance over the money, muscle game, for instance. Like I don't think there's. Yeah. A, I think money, muscle game is like its own thing. Yes. But I think when you don't add, you got to be a good person into that that's why that's when it becomes an issue for me it does and you know and like i said with the fresh and fit guys they have an agenda they have a and they have a structure that works they've done it It they've done an incredible job you know building building something that works for them that has used as a tool i would i would give anything not anything but i would love I would love to be on the same level as them. I mean, so I'm not. I'm not down here hate no, hating on them. Like, I'm not, not hate following. You're it's not. just where we disagree. Like I look up to them in the fact that they have built this channel. Successful. I mean, they're doing multi million dollar a year on YouTube, just on YouTube. Dude, just on YouTube, yeah. Um, I mean, making great money. Yes, the money that I hope that we get one day. That's and, and I'm I plan that, on getting. I'm that hoping I, that, too. that I'm going to manifest that yes. we are going to yes, get one absolutely. day. Absolutely, but um. That's my issue. That's my issue with them and a lot of a lot of people that there's a lot of other people that are sort of mimicking that a little bit now. Of course they are. And, yeah. and I think that it leaves out it leaves out part of the equation because I think we're not just animals. We're not just animals. There's no. part of us that's evolving or trying to evolve to a higher state of consciousness that yes. allows us to be monogamous that allows us to not use drugs, that allows us not to have personal awareness. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I, I agree. And like I said, as far as it respect, I don't care for the format. I don't care for other girls coming in and drinking and then trying to show these girls red pill truths that that um, it's just it's 
it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but. It's probably getting them laid, though. Oh, it's probably getting them a lot of things. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably having they're sex with a large number of those girls. And they probably are, but you know what? I mean, we can, it's not, I mean, we can talk I, about that game too, because it's not my cup of tea, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's not like most of those girls are not even my type of girl. No, like, it's not, no. I'm not a, I'm not a club girl kind of guy. So, no, no, um, not my cup of tea either. Right? You know, but I guarantee. And I don't want to humiliate anybody. I don't like humiliating anybody. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like. You, you get a group of women who have been at the club. It's not like these women are Harvard professors in psychology. It's no. not like they have they have any information. You have all you have a computer. You have all these stats ready yeah. to go. You've researched this topic, and you're literally arguing it with the bottom one percent. Yeah, and 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 that's that is that's, a bit disheartening. Yeah, and that, and, but and it makes and phenomenal because content. because they're hot. Yeah, because the girl, they're hot. The girl, well, the girls are hot, and we also like controversy. We like As controversy. Humans, we like they're listening. drunk. And it's controversy, and it goes against how they're living. Yeah. They're, you know, making a ton of money on OnlyFans and all this other type of stuff. It's just not my cup of tea, man. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, we're selling it on a primal level, but, man, the real sales is when you can do it on the intellectual level. Yeah. That's, that's where it's be, real talent. I think that format doesn't work there. No, 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 not there. That's, like, that's not, no. You can't, you can't do that there. No, you know, you that's can't. why, and that's the difference between when I read Rollo Tomasi, who seems to be really intellectual, Super who I'm intellectual. not saying that I necessarily, I haven't read, I still have not read Rational Mail. I right. really need to get around to that. It's right. on my reading list, but finishing up another book right now. Oh, yeah. um, Which is what? Uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Um, um, that's uh, John Maxwell. That's right. Love John Maxwell. Right. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. It's it's a little harder to read here toward the end. I'm starting to kind of I'm 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 burning out a little bit, but I'm pushing through it. Yeah, push through it because yeah, it's, it's good. good stuff. It is good. It is. Good. You know what I find as we wrap this episode up? Yes. Uh, I find that one of the most important things for me is just to read every day. Yes. Something Absolutely. that improves me. Like in in whatever area I think I need to, because not just to improve, but to improve in what the areas that I think I need the most work in. Right. And I think my next area that I'm going to go into is uh, uh, self belief, because I believe that oh, that's huge. Belief is the currency of the universe for us as humans. I could see that. I believe that strong enough beliefs. When you believe things strongly enough, I think that things get out of your way. I think things happen for you. I think that the reason why Jake Paul could go from being a YouTuber to knocking out like Tyro, you know, UFC, Tyron Woodley, Woodley yeah. and beating Anderson Silva in a boxing match, possibly the one of the, if not the greatest striker of okay. MMA history. That's right. Okay. Now, boxing and MMA are different. I understand that. But, I mean... Silva's beat legit boxers, and yes, he's old. I mean, it still took skill. Absolutely, but you know what it really took? Belief. Unwavering belief. Absolutely. He 100% believed he was going to win that fight. I don't believe he had any doubt. I I think, And you see these people, these people that operate at really, really high levels, these people that make just – me and Alan were talking about this because he's – that's what he believes. Yeah. People that, like, operate on really, really high levels, I don't know if it's a connection – 
with like how the universe works or how God works. I used to think all that stuff was mysticism and bullshit. I used to think <laughs> that all of it was stupid. I used to think that like the power of positive thinking and and yeah, I, and I believe I used to think all of that was bullshit and I 100% do not think that anymore. I believe that when you have somebody that just shoots nothing but net the way these Paul brothers have, the way like they do things and they just work for them. And it's, I think it's tied. And what I have noticed, the most powerful moves I've made in my life was when I changed my belief system. When you had a strong belief towards it? My belief systems are what always holds me back. I, get it. I remember when, I, I always use the gym as the example because um, when I thought my gym could only do $10,000 a month, I never, ever got above that. I thought that was the peak. And then I've allowed some limiting belief to weasel its way back into my head as to what I believe my gym can do. And my gym is still, until I can shake that, I don't think it's, gonna, it's going to, to, to be fixed. But it w was when I completely eliminated that belief and quit entertaining the belief that I lived in too small of a town and right. that people in this area didn't have enough money. When I eliminated that belief, I went from $4,000 in November to... October of the next year, less than twelve months away, forty thousand dollars awesome. in one awesome. month and one year. Yeah, from one month to the month before October is a little busier than November is, and I did close to those numbers in November and December of those years too, which are bad months. I mean, I was in over thirty. I was in over the thirties, and I believe one hundred percent. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but no, I've, I, I, no doubt in my mind. No yeah, doubt in my mind. I, I, I used to think it was all hokum, and you used to talk about it. Yes, and I'd be like, I don't believe that stuff. Right, I don't believe that stuff, and I was mm -hmm. wrong. I just think I'm wrong. I think that there is. Uh, That's how we evolve, man. That's yeah. how we evolve. You I know, I mean, I was wrong about a lot of stuff too, man. I'm looking back, I was wrong about this, my man. But that's how we grow. And yeah. I think that you have, I think that a lot of things need to be written in pencil and not pen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. People need to be be able to change their minds. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I just, I, I like, really what it came down to was, and now, this is not a replacement for hard work. No, 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 mm -hmm. not a replacement at all for action. It makes you, it makes you take better it action. It makes you take better action, which might be what does it. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact because I work hardest on the things I believe in. When I believe that what I'm doing is working, when I believe that then that's what I'm willing, I'm willing to work sick. If I, if you knew right now that in one year's time, if you work 16 hours a day, every day for the next year, you'd be a billionaire. Would you do it? Of course. Why don't you do it right now? I love that. Cause you don't yeah. have that. You yeah. don't have that belief. Love that. You don't have that belief. Yes. So belief inspires action right. and it inspires action in others. Almost That's what I was just going to say. I feel like it's contagious. Absolutely. It totally is. Is. Yeah, yeah. When, totally is. When I hang around someone who's positive, who believe, who doesn't have limited thinking, who believes in abundance, who just being in their presence elevates that for me. Absolutely. When I'm around limited thinkers, I think more limited. Dude, we're going to have to do a podcast on this topic. Absolutely. Because I got an hour drive home. I got to. Yes. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's, we're going to pick up. Let's pick up on this podcast. The next time I come in, let's do it. Uh, the power of belief. Yeah, I think it's huge. Absolutely. Let's, let's wrap it up. Guys, thank you guys for tuning in to the Man Up podcast on the Mississippi Superman Show channel. 
Uh, you can follow us. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Go follow us on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, and you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. The Mississippi Superman Show. If you're looking for the podcast, it is the Man Up Podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. My Mark. pleasure. I love coming here, man. You guys are awesome. It's been a great time. And thanks, and thanks to Mo. Hats off to Mo. Thanks, Mo. <laughs> See you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.